You are listening to episode 26 of the Happy Outdoor Families podcast. We are wrapping up our month on play with another guest interview with a couple of women who are the source of some of my favorite content online that inspires me to get outside with my kids. Jen and Kelly are two of the moms behind the Instagram account Puddle Parenting, where they share tips and information and research all related to getting outside and playing with our kids. In the interview, we talk about outdoor play as well as advocating for time outdoors and making friends as adults. It was a great conversation and I'm so happy to be able to share it with you today. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I'm your host, Emily Eisenbarger, and I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors. Each Monday, I will be bringing you a grown-up episode featuring conversations about all things outdoor play and adventure-related. Every Wednesday, make sure you tune in for an episode just for the kids to listen to with their grown-ups, where I will bring you a simple play invitation to get you started with some fun, open-ended outdoor play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Jen, Irene, and Kelly are the moms behind the popular and super fun Instagram account, Puddle Parenting. Puddle Parenting is all about embracing the joyful mess of growing children outdoors. They are three moms who are on a mission to get outside with their kids because they know there are so many benefits for their families and for the future of our planet. Leaning on each other for tips, tricks, and support, they started the Puddle Parenting Instagram account to invite others into their conversations. They believe all adventures are big adventures when you're little and that there is a place for puddle parenting in every family. I'm excited to hear more about their journey and to learn from these awesome moms. We are missing Irene today, and we're going to have to pick her brain sometime in the future, but I am honored to have Jen and Kelly with me. Welcome, ladies, to Happy Outdoor Families. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks, Emily. Thanks for having us, Emily. Oh, it's my pleasure. So could you each take a minute and just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. I'm Kelly, and I am mom to two kids. Uh, my, I have a four-year-old and a almost two-year-old. Um, I'm also a public school elementary school teacher. I teach uh, literacy and focus on reading and building the joy of reading. Um, and I love getting outside with both my students and my kids. Hi, I'm Jen, and I have a son who is four. I'm a, currently a stay-at-home parent, but pre-kids, I was an environmental educator, uh, which is basically if your kids have taken a field trip to a nature center, you would have met someone like me who led them on their hike or brought animals to their school. Uh, I have a degree in marine biology, so I really love going to the beach, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm real fun to go to the aquarium with. But yeah, and we have lots of fun getting outside and going on small and big adventures. I've had a chance to to read a little bit about you and your story just through your Instagram account, and I love how you each have a really unique set of professional skills 
and knowledge that you bring to the table. And I have to say, it was a little bit of a challenge to think about what I wanted to talk about and ask you about, because I feel like you could talk about so many different and interesting topics related to spending time outside. But one thing I wanted to, I guess, start with is, could you just share some of the top reasons that taking your children outside to play is important to you and why you've made that a priority? Well, I think we love that you feel that you could talk to us about so many different things because that is (laughs) what our account's about, right? We are just always having those conversations with each other. Um, Well, I think for me, Kelly, um, I really love getting outside because I'm seeing my children develop as people and learners out in nature so naturally. I see their attention um, really honed in on what they're what they're experiencing and observing. I see them, you know, happy and healthy. I see them building strength and confidence and balance, and you know, picking up those fine motor skills. I'm just watching all these things that we're trying to replicate in classrooms happening really naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, Jen, uh, when I was uh, working with students after school, you could totally tell the days where they had recess versus where they didn't go out because of rain or cold or something. There was oh, yeah. like a huge difference in their ability to focus or work on their homework or uh, any variety of tasks. If they hadn't gotten out, they just was much harder for them to do things. Whereas if they gotten outside, uh, yeah, it was a lot easier to manage like behavior from that setting. And, you know, I can see that in my kid too. When we don't get out, he's like bouncing off the walls and by the end of the day. So <laughs> I think that's a big part of it. And a lot of what Kelly said, I see them him learn so many things and gain new skills from spending time outside. Yes. Yeah, I can definitely relate to all of that with my girls as well. I have three little girls at home and I feel like they – yeah, they learn and they are so much more peaceful when they have time outside. And it's, I'm more peaceful, I think, too, mm-hmm. when they have time For outside sure. and when I have time outside. So if I'm remembering right, I think it was outdoor play that originally brought the three of you together. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about that? How did you how did you meet and how did that lead to puddle parenting what you're working on now? So we met Kelly and I met first. We met at an outdoor play group and the first time we met we were the only two that showed up. Yeah. Um, and then we'd hung out a couple times and then we went together to a local toddler hike uh, through a local like nature um conservation area they had like a toddler hike so we went to that and we met Irene I'm pretty sure we were all all three of us at the back of the toddler group because we were the ones who like oh yeah sure go play with the stick it's okay if we stop for a while versus a lot of people at the front of the group like let's go yeah (laughs) so that's how we met and then we started hanging out a lot more after that yeah and we had that awkward um should we talk to should we talk to her? Should we invite her to go do something else sometime? You know, making friends as adults is a, is a tough thing, but it really helps when you have some kind of common interest like being on a toddler hike. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm curious 
So how did that lead? How did you get to kind of meeting up at these outdoor play dates and, and hikes and things to, you know, creating an online community together? Where, how was that idea born? I think as we were getting to know each other and sort of like deepening our relationship through watching our kids play and through problem solving parenting and, you know, we, we started learning that we had very common values. We would, um, you know, talking about like, how can we teach our kids to be inclusive? And also how can we, how can we be gentle about this situation we're dealing with? And then yeah. also we fi- figured out that we all really like research and are a mm-hmm. little bit nerdy. And these kinds of conversations, we felt like more people might like to be a part of. Um, yeah. Uh, anytime we were around with other people, we were having the same kinds of conversations with them. And we were just thinking, imagine how much richer our conversation would be if more people were involved. So I think that's sort of how it started, Jen, in my On the Right page. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of just talking through how we were going to do stuff or what gear was the best for us to get. Yeah. Um, so we definitely felt like it'd be good to share that. Yeah. And then I think one of us was just like, should we start an Instagram account? I think that might be really fun. Um, (laughs) It somehow coincided with the pandemic starting and we were all finding our way through continuing to be social, but mostly being isolated. So that really helped. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of perfect timing to have, you know, this new project and something that you can help connect people online because that's a lot of what we really had to do through most of 2020 and even the first few months of this year as well. Just um, So I love that. And I'm so grateful that you are doing what you're doing because it's really one of my very favorite accounts to follow and I just love it. Um, so I, I really love how puddle parenting is all about embracing the joy and the mess and the adventure of being outside with kids. And I feel like you do a really good job educating and encouraging parents with these just really simple tips or bits of information that are really easy to digest and apply. So for all the listeners, if you're not already following Puddle Parenting, it's a great account to follow and feel encouraged by. And I can tell that you put a lot of thought into being inclusive and just making going outside feel accessible to a lot of different people. So one thing I wanted to ask about is when you're kind of planning together, how do you decide what kind of content to create and to share through your Instagram account? And what do you hope the impact will be on your audience? I think the biggest thing we wanted when we were creating content was we want everyone to feel welcome. We don't want it to feel like it's a there's any judgment because everyone gets outside differently and has mm-hmm. different challenges to getting outdoors. So we want it to be an inclusive place where no one feels like badly because some way they get outside. And then we try to, you know, share things that uh, make that easier for them. Like yeah. you said, the simple tips, but also research that might inspire them to see the benefits like, you know, 
getting outside is good for eyesight development and stuff like that. Things they might not realize are they're gaining by spending time outside. Yeah. And we kind of, we kind of meet weekly and we, um, we chat about just our days and our weeks and what it's looked like. And we get a lot of ideas from each other. And then we plan our content out about, you know, what other other people have talked about, what other people seem like they're interested in, and then do all those things that Jen Jen's talking about. And and really, it's really nice because we each are creating things, and then we have other eyes who are willing to kind of kind of push up against our ideas and say you know, how can we make this more inclusive? How can we be a little mm. bit less, you know, you know, a little bit more welcoming in the way we're, we're presenting information. So um, it, the process is really fun. Well, and the result is really fun too. You guys do a great job of, of putting out really fun stuff. Thank you. And I do appreciate how you do include that research. I, I really enjoy research and, and sharing that as well when I have opportunities and, mm-hmm. You know, I think with with getting outside and playing outside with our kids, it's something that I think most people would agree is a good thing, or at least it's would agree that it's not a bad thing for kids to be outside playing and spending time outside. But I like having research to back it up, partly just because it's really interesting and kind of gratifying to see, but I also think it helps to solidify kind of an argument for, you know, why to encourage this, why we should encourage it for our families, why we should encourage it for schools or other, you know, public programming and why should we make going outside a part of all of the things that we're doing. Emily, I really loved uh, your episode with the researcher talking about um, how it can benefit the relationships with families I felt yeah. like that was a piece of research that I hadn't read before. And it's just so true. What you're saying about trying to build a case for out, for, you know, for advocating for being outside and it's really important. Yeah. And there's benefits that, like you said, you might not even really realize it, but they're there. And if you want to check out that episode, that is um, episode 12 with Dr. Dina Eisenstark and her, her research really is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And how she looks at the family unit. And I think that can apply to a lot of different groups. And I think that's a lot of the reason because I think a lot of parents would read that and think, oh, yeah, well, maybe that's why when I'm kind of going crazy and my kids are going crazy inside and we can spend a little bit of time outside, then I can calm down and then I don't feel like I want to scream at everybody. (laughs) That's That's my personal experience. (laughs) So Kelly – You are a public school educator. Obviously, this year has been really hard, and there's been a lot of, you know, stress and having to work around a lot of different obstacles and get really creative with the way that kids are being educated. And um, one thing that I've heard is that there's kind of been an increase in willingness and also interest to take kids outside um, during school and like thinking about ways that we can incorporate outdoor um, learning. And I'm curious if you've seen that um, and if you would have any advice for educators who might be interested in making, you know, outdoor time happen at their schools. 
This is one of my favorite topics. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Jen's <laughs> nodding because she knows that. Yep, uh, it is. And I will say, this is, I'm, I'm asking for somewhat selfish reasons because I have a daughter who will be going to public school for the first time next year. And so it's been on my mind a lot. Like, how can I help? Like, how can I advocate for that at our school? Yes. Well, that's so important, Emily. Advocate, 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 because we need, especially in public schools, parents saying that's what they want and that's what they think is important. And for all these supportive reasons. So um, I would say that, yes, that we've seen, we, everyone wants to be outside because it's been safer to be outside this past year. So yeah. I would definitely say that is um, happening more. Um, we've even heard about schools under tents, people moving, putting big tents in their schoolyards. They can have space out more. Um, but my advice would just be just to do it, just to go outside, even if, um, and to start small, to think about one one thing each day or each week, if that's more manageable for you, that you can move outside, and then you know just make it a make it a habit of thinking through how you're going to bring whatever it was that you're going to do inside outside. And I think when we edu- when educators who are traditionally inside the classroom go outside. Um, a lot of things that are in our control feels less controlled. So that's a little scary sometimes, but, um, but you know, nature does, does its thing. And if you just can be a little bit more flexible, it's really so many more learning opportunities present themselves. So I'd say like uh, for parents, if you can help your class, your school have clipboards, um, help your school have gear to get all the kids out in different kinds of weather. Um, and then maybe if you're, if you're available to offer to help as an extra set of hands, I think those things will go a long way. Yeah, that's, that is great advice. And I will be taking notes and (laughs) bringing that with me next year. So I did want to, um, back up a little bit and talk a little bit about, your friendship with each other because I love that you met through taking your kids outside. You obviously were able to form meaningful friendships from there and, you know, be able to collaborate together and and stay close to one another. So being a mother and being a parent, in my experience, and I know a lot of other people that I've talked to, it can be lonely and it can be kind of hard to find your people, right? And especially during a pandemic, um, it's been hard to feel really connected to people. And certainly, um, yeah, that's been more true for this last year and a half. So something that I've had on my mind a lot is being able to return to gathering together in person, in real life with other people, and how we can kind of find that community that I think we're probably all craving even a little bit more than ever. So with that in mind, I want I wonder if you have any advice that you would offer to other parents who want to find their people, to find um, friends for themselves and for their kids that might be interested in some of the same things that they are, you know, getting outside with their kids and, and promoting outdoor play. It is so difficult to make friends as adults. I I think I mentioned this earlier because I feel it 
to my core, right? And, and, and when you have kids, it's easier because you can talk about your kids when you go someplace. But to find people who really are on the same like wavelength as you, it's, 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 it's a challenging thing. So I think, I think we would recommend that you find something that you love to do. And if it's being outside, then it's being outside and you go somewhere where there's going to be other people who do that. And it could be really location specific. So the places where we, we met were really low, you know, um, local get get togethers that gatherings at, at nature preserves or, you know, uh, local museums or the zoo or something like that, that is, um, is, is in your wheelhouse. And then, and then you just kind of scope each other out, right? <laughs> You're looking for people who are talking to their kids the way you talk to their, your kids who seem like they're kind of interested in the things that you'd be interested in. And then you put yourself out there, right? Yeah. That first step of chatting and then exchanging phone numbers, those are, those are tough, but um, it's worth it. It's so worth it to connect like that. And there's so many, so many different kinds of ways you can meet um, other people. Like I mentioned, we met at a, a really local nature preserve, but you could also, um, you know, like tinker garden class, like I know that you, you've done in the past yeah, oh, or yeah, um, like adventure mamas is an interesting group. There's all kinds of things out there that you can find and tap into. And you might be able to find your local librarian might know of some outdoor groups that are available. Oh, yeah. Or if you're on a app like Nextdoor, or you, maybe you can find local groups on Facebook that might be able to tell you where there are other outdoor nature type groups. Yeah. That would be helpful. Yeah. And I know we have Hike It Baby in our area mm-hmm. is another one that is in a lot of different places. I don't know if you guys have that near you too, but that's one that... I don't know if they're meeting again yet, but they will be someday if they're not already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I made some really good friends through through that group too. So yeah. yeah, I think yeah, getting out there. Yeah, the one thing I would add, and this is like advice I'm giving to myself, I feel like right now, is just to remember that other people want friends too, and so. You know, it feels really difficult to reach out sometimes or to talk to that other mom at the nature play day or whatever it might be, but that they probably are feeling the same way you are. And like I, when I think about if I'm at that activity, I would love it if someone came and talked to me and like asked if I wanted to get together or something in another day. I mean, I, I would, that would totally love that. And so I have to kind of remind myself that other people would probably love that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you can go outside by yourself. So you can get into that, that kind of a rut where not a rut. Okay. Being outside is never a rut, but you're like, you can go outside on your own and experience and, and have lots and lots of benefits. Oh, yeah. But when you go and put yourself out there and, and meet other people, uh, in in places where you're going to happen again, happen to meet other people. That's that's a really beautiful thing. So this month on the podcast, we've been talking a lot about play, and obviously that's a lot of 
what you guys talk about too. That's a lot of a lot of the things you share are related to outdoor play and just joy and you know free exploration outside. So I'm going to ask you each to share a couple of things. I wonder if you could share um, one of your kids' favorite ways to play outside. And then if you could also share, um, if you could think of one piece of advice for parents who are maybe new to getting their kids outside, um, the piece of advice to help them get out and play. So, well, all right, I'll go first. So my son... He loves his balance bike, and that's usually his number one activity outside is to zoom around our yard or to go places on his bike. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also really loves his mud kitchen, uh, which was just like one of those plastic kitchens that people have, play kitchens. Oh, yeah. Um, Nothing fancy. It still does the thing. He still loves playing with it. Um, So I would say the most helpful advice for parents uh, who want to make outdoor play a priority is to realize that any way they get outside is good. Like if you just go to the playground and they're playing, that's good. Mm -hmm. If you're just in your yard playing, that's good. (laughs) If you go for a hike, that's good. Like as long as you're getting outside, that's, that's going to be good for your kid um, no matter where it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have to second the mud kitchen. My daughter is obsessed with her mud kitchen. And again, like Jen said, it doesn't we see these fancy mud kitchens on online and I drool over them, but that is not what kids need, right? They don't need anything fancy. They just need the mud, <laughs> water or, you know, water and dirt and sand and whatever. And a big bowl. Uh, my old flower petals. Yeah. And a big bowl and maybe a muffin tin, but she could play out there forever. And now even my two-year-old starting to get in, in on it. Um, and you had a great episode about mud kitchen play or mud play, yeah, um, play. Yeah. talking ki- people through it. So if you haven't done, if people haven't done mud kitchen before, if it feels like their kids go out and they don't actually do anything, I think listening to that episode would be really helpful. But um, like Jen said, I think any any kind of way kids get out, people get outside is is great. And I think you get all that inf- inspiration from online, and then just kind of filter it out and remember that online is like Instagram is not reality. The pictures you see are not the whole story, um, and your experience is going to be very different from anyone else's, and it's still going to be valid and still going to be valuable. So. Just do it. Right. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm i so glad that you shared that because I think that's really, really important. And that's something that I hope comes across through this podcast too, that it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be even very involved, right? Like you're saying, it can be really simple. Just have some loose parts and I, if you even need that, right? Sometimes kids don't yeah. really even need anything. Nature provides the loose parts, but just getting outside and and the play will happen. So that's really awesome. Okay. Last question for both of you. I want to ask what your favorite ways are to spend time outside. (laughs) (laughs) 
Such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many things to choose from. Um, it's a very hard tie between going to the beach because, I mean, obviously I love it. That's why I got a degree in marine biology uh, was because I love the ocean. So I love going to the beach and looking for all the things. Uh, but I also really love hiking. So it's a, it's a very close tie between those two things. <laughs> Jen, I thought you were going to say geocaching. Well, that's included in hiking. <laughs> I, still, I have yet to try geocaching. It's like on my list and I'm really wanting to try it. I haven't done it yet. Oh, it's so fun. It's like a, an adult treasure hunt. Yeah. Or, well, kids can play too. But it's like a treasure hunt that you can do as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. I've gone with her. It's really fun. Um, I I grew up skiing, so sports, outdoor sports, um, I really like and lo- I liked and continue to love. Um, but most recently, I've really enjoyed tide pooling with Jen and Irene um, because... There's so much to learn and so much to see. So going to the beach at low tide and looking for creatures and finding out what they are and what they're doing. And um, I, my kid, my man, my kids like it because it's the beach, but I've just, it feels like it's been opening up a whole new world to me. So that's been really fun. And going with Jen is a boatload of fun because she knows a lot, but I, even if I didn't have Jen, I'd have my Seek app, which would <laughs> help yeah, me to some it. degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jen, we all need a friend like you when we go to the beach. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, sister has said about me that I am not about the beach, but I am both the most fun person to go to the aquarium with but also very hard to go to the aquarium with because I tend to stand in front of certain exhibits for a very long time. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm very fun to go to the beach with too. <laughs> totally. Well, ladies, this has been so fun. I'm so glad that you could come on and talk with me. So just as a kind of quick reminder for anyone who's listening, if they want to come and follow along and learn from you, where can they find you? You can find us on Instagram and basically only on Instagram at, <laughs> at Puddle Parenting and send us a message. Let us know that you're there and that you found us on Emily's podcast and we'd really love to connect. Awesome. Well, I've, I feel like I've said this to other guests as well and it's true every time. One of my favorite parts of starting this podcast is that I can just see people who I think are doing something really cool and have an excuse to talk to them. (laughs) So that's how this feels. (laughs) I really appreciate you guys coming on and chatting with me and, you know, best of luck with your continued adventures. Thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. It's been a really fun time. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Some of my biggest takeaways from talking with Jen and Kelly were that learning and growing happen so naturally and effectively when kids are allowed time outside. Being outside looks different to different people, and no matter what your style of outdoor play is, that's great. 
anyone can be a puddle parent, and there are so many ways to appreciate and benefit from being outside. Your kids don't need perfect, they don't need fancy. Any way that you get outside is good. If outdoor time is something that you value, be an advocate for that. Let your kids' teachers know that you care and that you're willing to support them in making that happen at their schools or daycares or other programs and settings that you might be in. Attend outdoor programs or let your park district know that you want those types of programs to happen in your communities. Which leads to my next big takeaway, which is that finding your community can be a beautiful and enriching thing. Making adult friends is hard, but if you're looking for other parents to connect to and to be a support to one another in adventuring outside, know that you are not alone in wanting that. Jen, Kelly, and Irene met through outdoor playgroups. Some great places to meet other families are through local park gatherings like a toddler hike or an outdoor playgroup or a tinker garden class. Checking with your local librarian or a community Facebook group is a great way to get started. Maybe you will be the person to start that in your own community. I also want to say thank you to you for being a part of this community and would love to continue the conversation and stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at happyoutdoorfamilies. And no matter how you get outside or who you get outside with, I hope this episode and all of the episodes this month have helped you get inspired and motivated to make space for free play outside this summer and into the future. Have a great week and I will see you outside.